his stockings first. 40-ish minutes of football-adjacent frivolity. My name is Patty, and I'm here with my co-host, Acid. Hey, Acid. Hey, Patty. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? We're back after uh, a couple weeks of break. We did have our sensational episode. So if you guys missed that, we did. We're, we're doing a recap of the uh, documentary Sensational, which was our last episode. So we're back to regular programming now. And this episode, you can expect another mailbag. What? What oh, is this? Please. Now a regular part of the show? I love I it. Think I love it so, so much. Maybe, maybe. So you'll hear from our our fans and our second ever and hopefully not last mailbag. We're going to actually, guys, I know we said football adjacent frivolity, but I don't know. There's going to be a lot of cricket in this episode. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't forget him. We're also going to do a bit of a dive on Joe Hart. What? <laughs> yeah, so stick around for the second half because that's going to be a Joe Hart festival. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Toby will be joining us at halftime for our past three games that we've had against Ludogorets. Lask and Chelsea. But I guess Acid, take it away. Yeah, let's get this started with the mailbag. So today, um, we're going to talk about um, some correspondence that we received from Louis Talbot XYZ on Instagram. So if you guys can remember, in our last episode, our last non-sensational review episode, we were talking about the team photo shoot, and we were wondering why it seems like a default pose for the players to adjust their cufflinks when they're in the suits. And Louis Talbot XYZ um, shared a link to Reddit, which we'll share in our episode descriptions if you guys want to follow along. But it's pretty much like this Reddit just explains why. And I think the two of two points that really jumped out at us, one came from, I guess, someone who works as a photographer, was saying that it's just like the easiest thing you can do with your hands when you're posing in a suit. Because I guess when you're posing for photos, like one of the biggest problems is, oh my gosh, what do I do with my hands? And if you're a dude, just adjust your cufflinks. Fair enough. Super insightful. Yeah. And thanks, Louis Talbot XYZ, for, you know, telling us, enlightening us. We learn something new every day. Yeah, so that was just super helpful to, to read because then it becomes super obvious. Anyone who's ever posed <laughs> for a photo will always inevitably feel awkward about where to put their hands. So, okay, fine. That's awesome. I think another really cool part in this Reddit that stood out to, to me, at least, was that it's kind of like a, oh, getting ready kind of pose. I'm about to do something big and important. Which makes sense if you're photographing elite athletes. So, great. There it is. The That's more the answer. we know. So, guys, just like Louis Talbot XYZ, if you guys have questions or comments, please do reach out to us at Stalking Spurs on Instagram and on Twitter. And you may be featured in our next mailbag. <laughs> or, you know, it's a football podcast. But for some reason, this week or this past couple of weeks... You've been getting a lot of cricketing content. Uh, it started with a couple Instagram posts from the players. Uh, it seems like we've seen them play basketball during warm-ups or during training. And now we see them play cricket. And inside their, I guess, the gym or like the indoor training place that we've seen in the documentary, uh, they, they, they cleared it out. And now they have like legit tools and they're playing cricket. Now, I don't know about you, Asad, but I don't know how cricket works. But we got a nine-minute video on it. <laughs> I think it no on one YouTube. does. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I sent this video to a couple of my friends that actually understand cricket because I was just like, what's happening? Are they actually good? And like, like what's going on? And they were like, some of them are good, some of them are not good, but like it, look, it looks like they're having fun. And I think that's what's important. And the number one person alongside us who doesn't understand what's going on but seems to be having a fun time is Sari Regilion. So Reggie, we're all him. He is representative of all of us who don't know anything about cricket. You see him in the videos, and he is so happy to take part. He's there in the sidelines. He's sliding. He's just, like, going for it and just really, like, cheering when everyone is cheering. And you're like, okay, so does he understand it? Does he not understand it? And then we realize the next day, he posts an Instagram story of him watching from the sidelines where he's, like, shaking his head like and shrugging. He's like, I don't know what's going on. It's okay, Reggie. We don't either. Yeah. He's faking it well because when you're watching this vi- this nine-minute video of them playing cricket, it seems like he knows what's <laughs> up. <laughs> Which is super cute. Like, he's sliding. He's cheering. He's just... He's just such a joy to watch. And yeah. I, I'm so happy for him. I'm so happy that he's happy to be, you know, in the club and playing. Yeah. So I, I guess if, if you guys haven't seen this video, check it out. It's nine minutes well spent. <laughs> I guess well spent. Even if you don't know what's going on, it is well spent because it's so entertaining to see the boys use their, I guess, lunch break or something <laughs> or a few hours after training is over to play to play cricket. And you, you watch it, and it's mostly the UK boys, I think we noticed. So we have the Irishman in there, the Welsh boys, the English boys. It seems like, is this a United Kingdom kind of thing? It, it might be. I guess um, so. But anyway, as you're watching this, you get the overall impression that maybe Joe Hart is the guy who's good at this. And like, I yeah. thought that, and I brought that up with you, Patty, and you said that, oh, he, he played as a kid. So yeah. I guess I, that's I look- where that's where it comes from. I mean, I looked it up because I think I saw some comments. They were like, oh, Joe Hart actually like played for his like local team and, and all that. So uh, we'll link to this. But there's like a, a tweet that showed him as like a kid with his like, I think he was like a bowler or something. Like, and apparently yeah. everyone was just like, everyone was commenting on how good his bowling was. I don't know. <laughs> Guys, we don't know what's going on. But Joe Hart looked like he knew what he was doing and he was pretty good. And it's confirmed. He actually did play for his like childhood team. So yeah. Like, and I guess we're not cute. the only ones who are getting competent cricketing vibes from him because uh, like as a follow-up piece of content Spurs official I guess sat down with some England national team cricketers and made them watch the video and ask them to comment and they said that yeah you know what Joe Hart is legit so those cricketers were James Anderson and Stuart Broad who I personally did not recognize or know but I understand that they are big deals yeah I think even Harry Kane tweeted it Virat Kohli, I think, and he's like a big like cricketer. So, yeah. and they were all just like, should we all like just do this next summer? Like everyone was super excited that the Spurs guys were playing, and I I love it. I'm all for it. People who weren't as impressed, Delhi posted, and I, I think he started this entire thing. He posted like a it looked like a security camera footage. To be honest, it did yeah, and this was the <laughs> very first piece of like cricket content that came out, and it was yeah. pretty like cool. Pretty cool. So from the corner, like a top corner, it really looked like a CCTV camera um, footage, honestly. And Delhi shows his super duper impressive catch. And of course, it's like, you know, he's trying to, you know, give himself a pat on the back for this. But wait, sorry, sorry, Delhi. Ben Davis comments on his post and says, why won't you put a video of your batting? And then the thinking emoji. 
I love it. Like the shade is real. Who knew Ben had such a salty attitude? I love it. I'm here for it. I'm so here for it. Yeah, uh, that was super. I think at the time that we noticed this comment, it was the most liked comment on the video. <laughs> it's now been overtaken by more positive comments. I think Joe Hart comments saying you're changing the game, Del Boy, or something like that. But yeah, it was, it was super cool to see Ben's bitchy side. I love it. <laughs> I, I love it that, you know, keeps keeps him down to earth, you know? Anyway, so that happened a few days before, like, the Europa League press conference. And because Benny Boo was captain, I guess he was the one who attended the press conference fielding questions. And because all of this cricket content had happened a few days before and it was received so well inevitably the reporters ask Ben about the cricketing and it's really it's super like cool to see that every time there was a cricket question Ben's face would light up like he genuinely seemed like excited and energized by these cricketing questions after I don't know like 10 minutes of answering football questions someone asks Something like, I think one reporter said, hey, so we know that you super like cricket. You have a relationship with your local cricket club. How did this cricket trend happen? Or how did it start? How did you guys start playing it during your lunch breaks? And then Ben says, after his face super lights up, he says, I don't know who initiated really. It just kind of grew. He says that it started out in the dressing room. Like, I guess in the dressing room, they had like a tennis ball and a broom, which is hilarious. (laughs) Guys, you have money. Someone just get on Amazon and order. And someone did, I guess. Because then Ben says somehow Kit just kept turning up and it's taken over the gym now. Which makes me think that he's the one who's ordering the kit. Somehow Kit just kept turning up. Really, Ben? Let's check your order history on Amazon. I think it's you. We know. We know. It's okay. It's okay, Ben. You can be the one. It's so nice to see Ben really get more of a voice. He's not so active on social, but I guess seeing him, like, obviously get more coverage, get being captain for the Europa League games. So nice to see him be captain. But also just seeing shit talk. It's just, I love Ben Davis, and it's so interesting to see more of his personality now. Anyway, we're not alone. So if you guys haven't checked this video out, please do, because as a Spurs fan, it is your duty to watch this content, because... On the YouTube page, I don't usually wade into the comments because comments are... It's it's you know, never good for you. A seventh, I don't know, circle of hell. But I found some really cool comments. And guys, they're not from Spurs fans. They're from Man U fans or from Liverpool fans. And they're good comments. One of the comments was from a guy named Abhishek Gupta who said... Indian Man United fan here. It's actually refreshing to see them enjoying cricket. Spurs have arguably the best content on YouTube of than any other PL club. Noise. Nice. Thank you, Abhishek. I, I don't even make the content, but I felt so much pride there because I definitely enjoy our content and I don't know what else the other clubs are producing, but to have someone from like an Indian Man U fan acknowledge this is quite nice. More, more comments from more Man U fans. Being a United fan, I won't lie, but the Spurs dressing room looks lit as fuck. They all seem to be really happy and have a healthy environment in it. Hmm. I won't be surprised if Spurs win the P- Premier League this season itself. I mean, whoa! you better not jinx it, busy exile. But hey, thank you, I guess. And finally, from Mr. Cheese, who posted, I'm a Liverpool fan, by ad- but I admit Spurs have a better content on YouTube. What? That's quite nice, I have to say. Yeah, because I think we were wondering, oh, we love our content. I wonder what other clubs' content is like. 
Yeah, and I waded into those waters. I tried the Liverpool content, and they had some pretty good ones with like Andy Robertson and Trent Alexander Arnold, where they did like they had a really good banter. They had a good like I was super jealous. I was like, Acid, why won't we come up with shit like that? And to hear or read these comments from other fans saying that we're actually quite good, and apparently the best content on than any other PL club. That's super mad props to our social team. And I hope that, you know, if they have those weekly content meetings where they mine for, like, engagement and, like, comments, I hope they feel good about themselves and realize that their hard work is clearly, clearly paying off. Good job to the team. Like, snaps, we're all enjoying it as Spurs fans. And non-Spurs fans are enjoying it. So hopefully we lure them in with the YouTube content and they stay and just become fans, so. Yeah, yeah. It's not Good too job. late to switch teams, guys. <laughs> and yeah, if you, again, nine minutes, it's worth your time. You just see the joy on their faces, guys. They look so happy. I know that, you know, when they play football, obviously it's, it's their jobs and they're very professional and they're very, like, you know, focused. I've never seen this much joy, <laughs> which yeah. is a bit scary and questionable, but, you know, are I mean... We, are we changing the club name to Tottenham Hotspur Cricket Club? Hey, that's just one letter, you know? Maybe we should we should do that. And there goes the whistle. Uh, when we're back, halftime with Toby. Hey guys, and we are back. It is halftime. So in this halftime, we are joined by our football correspondent, Toby. Hey Toby. Hello. Hi. So in this break, we're gonna talk about the past three games: Spurs Ludogorets 4-0, Chelsea Spurs. 0-0, zero, zero, and last versus Spurs, 3-3. Three, three. <sighs> How are we feeling about this? No losses? Yeah. I, th- I was going to say, like, that's maybe the most important thing. The unbeaten train is, I don't know, like six or seven. I, I haven't actually counted yet, but that's a lot of no losses in a row and most of those wins. So it's pretty positive string of results we've yeah. had. And at least t- taking a look at these three games, two out of three clean sheets. But yeah, Luda Goretz, I mean, 4-0 was, was great when we played them in Bulgaria. It was much closer, wasn't it? It was 3-2 to two or something, I, I think. But yeah, this was a convincing win and, and good to see that kind of B team or whatever, the, the guys who aren't usually in the first 11 really finding their feet and their form together um, because we had that whole kind of drama last time when Mourinho had to make a bunch of halftime subs and there was the chatter about Delhi, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's all old news now because now it's a convincing 4-0 win. Delhi had a great assist. Uh, you know, Vinicius played really well. The defense was solid. So it's it's exactly the, the momentum we need. Totally. Yeah, I had the same feeling after this game. Like, oh shit, teams better be scared now that like our B team starts, except for Ndombs. I think Ndombs played, but everyone else was new. And then we still super killed it. So everybody better be shaken in their boots. So yeah. I thought that was really, really good like energy to have going into Chelsea. And building that form at home as well. And uh, yeah, so that's fantastic. And I think, okay... I can't believe, guys, I'm just at base level. We have a B team. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the feeling of, yeah. a, of depth? <laughs> I can't believe it. Right. I think that's, that, I'm still there. Like, I haven't processed yet. Like, oh, they're performing. For me, just the fact that they exist is already such a leaps and bounds from last year where people were so exhausted because it was just them in everything. So, like... Yeah, that's a great point. A great reminder. I mean, we have a striker who isn't Harry Kane, who is scoring goals like that alone, regardless of what the results are, really is is pretty massive. 
Yeah, so it's awesome that Vinicius is scoring. It is also awesome <laughs> that Winksy, who we hadn't seen in a while, gets a really amazing goal. During this game, like, I think in the first half, the commentator said that, oh, Winksy hasn't scored in, like, 22 months. But wait. Yeah. <laughs> then he, wow, this was, like, this is a bit reminiscent of, remember, Harry Kane's goal in Singapore from, mm. from like, the other half or, like, yes. at the... Half, from the half, half line. Way marker, what do you call it? I still don't know what it is, but where he scored, yeah. it was pretty much from there, and it wasn't even intentional, which is wild. Like you see, I love his reaction when it goes in, and he's kind of like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That was me. And then of course we get Mourinho's comment on that, where he's like, "Oh, Har- Harry Winks is honest, and he told the press that he didn't mean it. If it were me, I would just say I meant it and get nominated for a Puska." Something that that award where Sonny is nominated for his Bournemouth like crazy ass like entire pitch run goal. Um, but I'm just like, God damn yeah. it! Like Jose, like I mean Jose being Jose, I guess. Like all right, all right, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if our instinct is to be good, <laughs> just let us go with it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to be cunts all the time, okay? But yeah, that was just <laughs> yeah. that was pretty nuts. Ludogorets may be at the bottom of the group. But, like, I'll take that win. Like, fuck that shit. Who cares? They're still in it, right? They must have been yeah. there for a reason. So I'll take for sure, the win yeah. there. Which leads us to, I thought that it would have, like, a bit of momentum coming into Chelsea away. I mean, silver linings, a nil-nil draw, at least. We didn't lose. Oh, I hate draws. I super hate draws. And, like, in the hierarchy of draws, I think 0-0 zero, zero is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I felt really frustrated after this game, but then turning to Twitter and then turning to match of the day, I started to like understand a bit more, okay, maybe it's not that bad. Because a nil-nil draw means a clean sheet. And away, it's a big thing. So fine, I'll take it. Yeah, I think I said to Acid a few days before the game, like the most important thing is to not lose our momentum. And I, I thought a draw was absolutely adequate because Chelsea's, one of their missions is to kind of throw our momentum and as as they did so successfully in 2016 at the end of uh of, end of that season so yeah i thought it was a really positive game chelsea has a lot of weapons they're a potentially very good team and we made them look not very good at all i mean joe Roden on i think was it his debut in the yeah, premier league it was. absolutely shut down tammy abraham was very quick, very strong, didn't let him get any of those headers that he could have finished. Yeah, I mean, Mason Mount had one good shot, which Hugo was up to, incredible save from Hugo. But overall, for all their possession, like, and the announcers can shout at the announcers all day, I find them so biased. But yeah, all that possession added up to absolutely nothing. But uh, yeah, we could have been better on the break a bit more clinical going forward. But again, I, I mean, Hoybier had a fantastic game. The defense had a fantastic game overall. So yeah, it was it was really good to see. Yeah, no, I was super scared. So I, I this was airing at an ungodly hour on my time of, in my, my side of the world. So I, I, I tried staying up for it and I was successful up until the first half. And I was super scared because I know you've planted that seed in my brain of Timo Werner. And whenever I see that smug face of his, I'm like, fucking get off my screen. And I was just so scared because in the first half, I mean, possession overall was 60% them or something like that, 60-something. And I'm just like, guys, why are we on this side again? It was just so every time they would just, you know, move, everybody move. So I think it's such a win that we didn't let them score because I feel like an older version of us would have just like fucking mm-hmm. crumbled but you we were pretty like 
solid, all things considered, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm turning it to Toby. Yeah. Kumbaya. <laughs> yeah, Timo Werner and Zayek and even Pulisic came on at the end, Olivier Giroud. I mean, these are players who have been thorns in our side and our defense just neutralized them. And as I mentioned, match of the day, and they talked about some of the tactics that were absolutely spot on. I think the way Hoybier and Sissoko drop in, Sissoko specifically drops into Aurier's position to become the fullback, basically allowing Aurier to push up the wing, which worked really well. Aurier had a great shot on goal, didn't he? That forced a good save from Mendy. So yeah, tactically, I thought Jose nailed it as well. So yeah, a lot of positive stuff. And when when we're disappointed with a nil with a draw against one of the other best teams in the league, that's when you know you're having a good season, I think. Yeah, no, and I mean looking at it, like they had 20 fucking fouls. Like they were out to like they were out for blood and I'm just like, bitches, you didn't get us. So it's just so nice. And at the end of the day, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. are we still top of the table? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. That's wild that it's a draw and we're still top of the table. Like, oh, that's that's insane. Like if that ain't fucking confidence, I hope that really just carries them through because we've got a big one coming up. Yeah, I, I was a bit you mentioned they did foul quite a bit, but I thought they lacked quite a lot of the kind of meanness that they usually have, which in recent years has been kind of exemplified by Azpilicueta who comes on and he just throws bows and he, I mean, and they wind us up and I didn't feel like they were able to wind us up, which I thought was really interesting because usually they're able to get under our skin and kind of piss us off and that's worked for them in recent years. So something's changed either in them, they weren't mean enough, or we just kind of shrugged it off, which one of those, you know, it's it's pretty impressive. I mean, I guess when you're top of the table, you're just like, oh, sorry, sorry who? Who, yeah. who? Who you? New, new number, who this? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can try calling, but the old Tottenham is dead. You know, we can't come to the phone right now. But yeah. yeah new phone. New phone. Who, who you? Chelsea, who Exactly. Dad? So you know what? Fingers crossed. Like, I hope I hope they weren't too, I don't know, demotivated by that. Because we did come into the last, well, I mean, match five out of six of the um, group stage uh, with Lask. And we didn't quite finish at the top of our group. But we're through with a three-all versus a team that, I don't know, they seem, I guess they're good. It's a three-all. They just kept coming back. Yeah, they did. It was a, like, I guess interesting game to watch. I felt like we were a little bit sluggish. Mm. Like, Sun is usually, like, a blur on the pitch because he moves so fast. But this time, I felt like he was a bit, he's moving maybe, like... 10% slower than usual. I know. Was it the cold? <laughs> I was yeah, talking about hey. that. Like, is everyone kind of just moving a bit more slowly, feeling a bit more lazy just because it was so cold? I think it was negative two degrees. Mm-hmm. A Spurs official um, Instagram posted photos of like piles and piles of snow that had been like, I guess, swept out of the way. So I don't know. I guess that affects performance. Yeah, maybe knowing they only needed a point as well. But yeah, I thought also, Sun felt a bit isolated. I mean, he definitely thrives with Harry. We've all seen that because Harry's exceptional at holding up the ball and then playing the ball forward. Bale, I guess, wasn't able to achieve that, or maybe that's not really his role anyway. So it felt like the two of them together were on a bit of an island. I thought the defense, we had Sanche and Tanganga in the middle. But yeah, so not our strongest central defensive pairing. 
And I thought fairly consistently across the goals, it was just at the top of the 18. We weren't closing down nearly quick enough. I mean, Lask are, I think, the second best team in Austria. So you can't uh, uh, be allowing them to have kind of free shots from the top of the box. And uh, I think Kara, Karamoko just punished us on that last one. I mean, they kind of kind of would waltz up to them with the hands behind the back, being super careful not to draw the foul. But it's just very different how you see Dyer kind of closing out like a madman just to stop them getting the shot off. So it kind of left Joe a bit exposed. The second one he probably should have saved. It was at his near post. But yeah, the, de- the defense could have done better. But a good experience for them to learn from and for Mourinho to go through and analyze. There's some moments when like I think Bale would set up Sun or pass the ball to Sun and it just wouldn't pan out the way we're so used to it panning mm-hmm. out. I feel like whenever a ball is played in the sun, you know it's going into the back of the net. But I think there's one pass from Bale where he just like passes it just behind Sun instead of in front of him, and it feels like ooh, I feel like Harry would have nailed that. <laughs> I <laughs> Sorry. mean, not everyone, Sorry, not everyone can be Harry, you know. And we know. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I feel like if we said this in their presence, Sun would be the first to say yeah. But like. And I think he said this in interviews that he and Harry have been playing together mm. for years, so they really know each mm-hmm. other super well. So maybe it just take it'll take time for for him and Gareth to be like on the same level. I was impressed by Bergvine when he came on, made a you know a good impact, not an instant impact, uh, trademark, but um, <laughs> yeah, g- good stuff from him. And I think he's demonstrating and like you know why Mourinho often picks him for the first eleven in the Premier League because he's. He's got the goods, I think. I mean, the three of them would usually be my my start with Harry Sun and and Bergvine. And how good was it to just see Delhi back? Yes. Yes. Uh, So glad to see him in action. Yeah, confidently taking that penalty kick too. Yeah, it's it's really, yeah, good to see him still still on the side. And while it's sweet to see Delhi back, there's something salty, salty that was happening elsewhere. Exactly. I'm just gonna. Nice transition. I like by it. The way. I really like it, Asad. <laughs> and with the saltiness, and not just a dash, a whole fucking bottle of Ajinomoto was uh, poured into this stir shitting, you know, shitting yeah. pot that I have. So <laughs> I, of course, was looking at social media after uh, the games, and for me, I just felt like there was a bit of saltiness from Ryan Sassanyon and Juan Foyth. These two aren't necessarily the most active on social. And naturally, they weren't playing as much. They're both on loan to teams Villarreal and a team I can't pronounce. Hoff or something. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Anyway, these two teams, obviously, they're very much playing. And like you see, they post a lot, which is good. Good for them. They're getting that experience. I don't know if they're coming back to Spurs at the end of this loan or if they're staying there. But they both posted like top of the group. Yay, we're through. And I'm just like... Guys, I don't know. It felt like a stab. It felt like a, see, you loaned us, but look at our groups now. That's just me reading into everything. But I felt it. I felt it was super bass egg. And I'm just not a fan. Like, guys, you're not winning brownie points from me by doing this. There is there is definitely, there is to me also, mm. there is definitely a bit of saltiness. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're right that they're not active on social yeah. media. And the time that they are, it's when we're second yes. in our group and they're top of theirs. Yes. And to, like, specifically call that out felt like... Just a little, you know... This is not your low-sodium... Exactly. No, no, no. (laughs) This is full-sodium, full-body, add some more salt, throw a Jinomoto, mix that up, you know. And you know who would never do this? (laughs) Jan Vertonghen, love of my life. Benfica also did not finish top of their group, but still they're through. 
But I don't think even if they did. And he scored exactly, a great header. And he scored a header. You would think that he would be like, look at me now scoring yeah. headers. But I'm like, that's class. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, bitter taste in my mouth. I don't know why I'm the bitter one. They're the bitter ones. I just felt like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. Not cool. Not cool. Not it's okay. Cool. Uh, Pettiness is what this pod is about. So. 40-ish minutes of petty, Don't worry pettiness. About it. No judgment. Uh, so we do have a couple big games coming up. North London Derby. We've got, of course, Arsenal at home in a couple of days where, I don't know, is COVID gone? We're letting in fans. We've got Antwerp at home as well uh, from the Europa League. And then we've got Crystal Palace away. Thoughts, feelings, number of points we get out of all this? As usual, I'm gonna say three out of three. We're gonna, we gotta win this derby. I'm so excited. Hey, Nims, <laughs> we know you're listening. <laughs> our, see you on Sunday. See you on Sunday to our cousin Miguel, who I don't know seems to be rooting for another team. He's been red through and through yeah. since you were a kid, so I can't, yeah, I can't yeah. blame him. He's, yeah. uh, or I can. He's been an yeah. Arsenal fan since childhood. So the, but it's not too it's late. Not too late. <laughs> it's not it's too, late too late to support the better teams. <laughs> Toby, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, it, it, I'm really excited to see this game. I think I wouldn't ever underestimate Arsenal, particularly against us. They'll always try and find a bit of extra fire. Yeah, Lagazette scored a great goal in, in the middle of the week in the Europa League, which is fairly unusual. Yeah, they've got, they've got some weapons. Let's see. I, I think their defense could be the weakness. I mean, we all know David Luiz. Uh, yeah, he's always a bit uh, incident-prone and error-prone, so he can be a weakness for them. And I don't think he can keep up with Son or Harry, so that could be a potential line of attack for us. Speaking of, uh, I, you guys are probably going to do a shout-out for Raul, but definitely yeah. I'm sure oh, we man. all hope he's still recovering. And uh, yeah, an awful incident, really. And, it, and we hope David Luiz is, is well as well and, and not having any lasting effects from uh, his potential brain, you know, impact there. So Yeah, but get yeah. well soon, guys. Yeah, yeah it's such, cool. yeah very sad to see a young player like Raul. It, I, I'm not no doctor. I don't have any more details than anyone else, but it must be very difficult to come back from. Ryan Mason, as we all saw, had a skull fracture and he wasn't able to really ever, ever play again. So hopefully Raul has a different outcome. Um, but yeah, just hope sending him all the best. And with that, be careful, boys. And I don't know, kois, kois, kois. Thanks, Toby, for joining us. My pleasure. And there goes the whistle. Second half is on its way. Hey, guys. So in this half, we're going to, as we teased at the start of the show, we're going to talk a bit or maybe a lot about Joe Hart. What? What? <laughs> yeah. So he joined the club over the, the summer break, I guess, or whatever break it was in the middle of the year. And I remember when, when they announced it, I was like, I was a bit shocked. Like, really? Yeah. Mr. Man City is coming here? Like, isn't he a bit over the hill? What does he have to offer us? <laughs> but I feel like I'm pleasantly surprised. And I think that's what we want to talk about in the next few minutes. Is that like, it's been awesome to see this new part of him, I guess, that's like a, an older brother figure to the mm. younger players and someone who's like, I guess, a leader in their own way yeah. and really supportive of everyone and is like a really awesome team player. It's been really cool seeing him on social media commenting on everyone's posts and just being so damn supportive. After the Ludo Goretz game, 
I think when we were like properly leading already <laughs> and we were confident about winning this game, we started to sub in the young kids. And like three of the younger kids had their Spurs debuts. And after the game, Joe Hart posted like a multi-photo post. The link to this will post, will include in our episode description. And he's kind of just celebrating the win and celebrating their debuts. He posts individual pictures mm. with each of these guys, like hugging them. Like he's hugging Alfie Whiteman, who we didn't we didn't know what he looked like before <laughs> this game. And he's just he's hugging him and he looks so proud. Look at his face in this photo. Yeah. It's such a it's such a classy move. I think it's really sweet. I mean, this guy is obviously like he's had experience with Man City. I didn't know who he was prior to this, but thank you for educating me. And just seeing imagine if you're from the Academy, it's your first debut. And a guy that's been around, you probably looked up to him and knew about him. He posts individual photos of you on social. I know it's just social, but I think social is also a reflection of your personality. And if he's so incredibly supportive on social, can you imagine him in real life? That'll be that's yeah. quite cool. And like you look at the photos he chose. Like he's looking at each of the debutantes, like the one with um Scarlet, and he looks so like he looks like a proud dad. Yeah. <laughs> he looks really, so really happy sweet. that he's he's being subbed on. So cute. So cute, so sweet. I'm so happy for them. I guess we're not the only ones because obviously he's a new guy to the team. So Spurs Official on Facebook uh, released a video which is really, really incredibly like insightful and a look into how he's really taken on this role as like a mentor. He would quotes like, I want to set an example of how I behave on the field. That's so old school and that's so rare. I feel like a lot of footballers now and it's fine it's a business you know you're an athlete you come in you play and all that but it, it seems like for him he really approaches it from a different angle he knows yeah. his role yeah he knows his role as a mentor and he's just so grateful to be there i love yes. that about him like for like you know we had the impression of like yeah maybe a bit older already and maybe not necessarily in his prime but he does bring something else to the team and and he said that you know it's like he's 20 and 21 again <laughs> well yeah that? actually yeah. Th- that's what that's what i found super impressive because because he's older i guess you would if, if someone is older and has like a good attitude you'd want them to take that role of mentor yeah. and that older brother but then in this video he also says that he also wants to approach the experience like he's 20 or 21 and back at man city trying to prove himself that was also just like a like a new dimension that was really really cool like he's just he's so professional no, it's super duper amazing and I'm just really like interested to see him. I mean, whatever with this studio background pick, like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> actually you're like there. you're you're, you're filming Joe Hart, who's who's like a superstar in his own way, and you're you obviously have a budget for content. Why are you shooting him against what looks like <laughs> a studio background like i think in the interview parts it looks like there's just a gray fabric hanging behind him covering whatever it is it's covering it just feels <laughs> anyway i mean COVID, it feels more you know? homemade yeah. than i'd expect of the club we all gotta make do yeah speaking <laughs> of making do with productions so we discovered that joe hart has a podcast he is a fellow podcaster so he has a keeper-themed, a goalkeeping-themed podcast called Gloved. Um, and I would listen to it, but I checked out the episodes, and they're all so long. He is a chatty man. So his episodes are all 90-plus minutes or 120-plus minutes. I think the shortest one was 90-something minutes, which is a wow. massive investment of time. Yeah. So sorry, Joe. I'm sure your podcast is awesome. 
but I'm not sure who's <laughs> listening to 90 plus minutes. <laughs> I mean, maybe his namesake, Kevin Hart. So for some reason, there's a Instagram post of Joe on his Instagram posting that, you know, he did a throwback, I guess, to when people could still meet in person, where he is meeting and eating in a restaurant with Kevin Hart. I guess it's for something, but it's just interesting. And like, what? <laughs> yeah, it made me think, oh, that's cool. And also, I wonder if Kevin Hart knew who he was <laughs> or would he have to have been brief? I, I, I don't know what this is for. I guess it's like some like heart to heart, literally like they're both hearts. But maybe <laughs> maybe Kevin Hart was promoting something and he had a spot. I don't know. But hey, I mean, you get random shit on Instagram and this is as random as it gets. But really, yeah. overall, Joe Hart, welcome to Spurs. We've clearly been lukewarm about you, but... We're, we're coming around. We're coming around. Yeah. So keep, keep, you keep doing you, boo. And, and, and the fans will get there, too. <laughs> yeah, we're glad you're here. Moving on to other people we're glad are part of the club. So from the Joe Hart portion of this half, we're moving on to the Eric Dyer portion. Eric Dyer, business mogul, philanthropist, HBO Max fan. So many new facets <laughs> that he's revealing on social media. So we mentioned a few episodes ago that he's like... He's kind of booked to give a talk at a web summit. And this week, he shared on his Instagram stories a story of him doing a press conference for it from his dining room, which is number one, impressive. But number two, if you take a closer look at this story, he has a really good looking dining room. His dining set is really, really nice. And we know that he's super into architecture. He's That's into true. that kind of thing, and it shows, judging from his, like, how he's laid out his dining room, the furniture he has chosen, the kind of table he chose, the kind of chairs he chose. He's a classy man with classy taste. He's a classy guy overall, because look at him. He's now, like, a sported UK ambassador, and he posted it on his Instagram, announcing that, you know, he's very excited that to have accepted the role of ambassador, who help young people thrive through a grassroots sport. He's supporting the organization with Times Christmas Appeal, and, you know, he's encouraging everyone to visit and learn more about this thing he's doing, which is quite good. Like, Eric, look at him. Like, being, like, giving back, doing good, entrepreneur. This everyman is turning out to be a renaissance man. Like, what yeah. can't he do? I love it. Yeah. I love it so much, Dyer. He's doing so many things. You wonder, oh my God, do you have time to relax, Dyer? <laughs> and I think this next thing we want to talk about answers that. So another of his Instagram stories, we want to encourage this, by the way. He's been more active on his Instagram stories, yes. so keep it up. Um, in this past week, he shared an Instagram story of him watching The Undoing at home with a projector. I haven't seen it, so no spoilers, please. But obviously, Dyer has seen it. He has time. I love it. Look at this productive man consuming content, performing on the pitch, doing web summits, and, you know, giving back. So good job, Eric. Keep doing you. You clearly are turning out to be a legend. Speaking of legends, a a loss, a great loss to the football community happened. So um, Maradona, Diego Maradona, passed away at the age of 60. It's quite tragic in that sense that he's quite young. Admittedly, and I'll be the first to admit this, I don't know much about him. I know he is a legend, obviously. Like, even just hearing the name, you've heard of him. But obviously, he's been a big inspiration to a lot of people, including a lot of players. As you know, we've got a lot of Argentinians in the team. But more than the Argentinians, everyone did a post. So we see posts from Jesus Perez. Hey, Jesus, we miss you. Eric Lamella, Gazaniga. Obviously, Kane met him alongside Hugo back in the day when Poch was around. Um, Toby posted... 
Delhi posted twice a video and a photo. Gareth Bale posted and Jose Mourinho, who apparently said they were also friends and you know he'd always check up on him. I just wanted to read the message from Mauricio Pochettino via his son Maurizio on Instagram. He says, From Mauricio Pochettino. Broken with pain, Diego, you were my hero and friend. I was so fortunate to have shared football and life with you. You will always be in my heart. All my love, dear family. I can't say it any better. I guess we, we say the same thing from Swalking Spurs. Uh, just rest in peace. It's He's a legend and clearly is remembered as what? Rest in yeah. power. Rest in power. From there, we complete the circle of life. We now move on to babies of the week. So this week, it's an all-new... I guess, BB of the Week environment. It's an all-new landscape. Oh, wow. Because number one, you will notice that there is no entry from the Alderweireld household. No Ayla photos as of late. And, like, I was thinking, come on, Toby, what's up with that? What's up but with we were that? chatting with this, Patty, right before the show, and you brought up this very valid and somewhat scary point. Is she, is Ayla getting to that age where she's like, Dad, don't take my photo? I can't. Tears. I can't. I can't. If that, I mean, every child will go through that. And I refuse to accept it because, Ayla, you're a queen. So I'm just preparing myself, though, because we all went through that. And eventually, Ayla will get through that. So, Ayla, don't let it be now. Please, please. We need you. Cool. So moving on to other entries. This week, we have... Like, I guess there's another unique... Yeah, there's another unique thing about this week's BB of the Week landscape. There are two entries here as opposed to the usual like seven eight (laughs) thirty (laughs) two entries there are only two our first is from alex morgan and uh and her super cute daughter charlie you guys are cuties so two posts we want to talk about um one is post on alex morgan's instagram feed which is a photo of presumably somewhere in london of her and Charlie. Charlie has a really cute pink, dusty pink headband with a bow on top. And she's, uh, she just has the best smile. She looks like she's having a great time. <laughs> and Super she's, cute. yeah, ultra cute. Alex posts this with a caption that says, she's pretty cool. I think I'll keep her. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, other post, the other Charlie Morgan post we wanted to talk about is a story. I guess it's expired now, but follow Alex Morgan. And every time she has a story, check it out. Because you could get your daily dose of Charlie. <laughs> so she posted an image with that hashtag DDOC, daily dose of Charlie. So yes, please, keep it up every day. Can this be any cuter? Multiple times a day. This Charlie has the sweetest smile and I just love it. It's such a ray of sunshine. She always looks like super one part surprised, but like in a <laughs> joyful way. And one part just having the time of her life, which is so charming. I mean, why wouldn't she have the time of her life? Speaking of other babies, the winner of this week's Baby of the Week, it was tough because it was a battle. Charlie put up a fight. But unfortunately, Charlie, you've been dethroned after one week on top. And you've been dethroned by none other than Malia Lily Sissoko. This child has incredible range. We thought she was very much like her father. You know, very stoic, very sulky. But this week, it proved she's got more to her. Thank you to Mary Lou Sidibe, her mother, the gorgeous, gorgeous mother of Lily, who you have to follow because it is a goldmine of Lily content. Unfortunately, most of these are stories, so they'll disappear forever. She does have a Lily highlights reel. 
Uh, but I don't think she's updated it in a while. So I'm just hoping she does like a back uh, update and eventually puts all of these lovely IG stories there. So first of all, we see Mary Lou is obviously like very into fitness and you see her trying to work out with like resistance bands. <laughs> but she is a mom and she's got to look after her kids. So she's by the pool trying to, she's running after Lily who has like a resistance band in her hand and is like slapping on the ground and just running. And it's a pool, so obviously you don't want your kid to drown. So she's there running with resistance bands around her thighs and it's just like a crazy workout. And I... I don't understand French, but I can clearly tell that she's very frustrated because she can't even work out. And then you see Lily jumping on a trampoline. She's like, okay, now she's got her like in place. She's jumping on a trampoline and she falls off. <laughs> Lily! Uh, poor kid. mama fitness f- fitness influencer just trying to create some fitness content. And she can't. Lily's running away with her stuff. But it makes it so real. And then we have another one of Lily watching TV and her mom is playing with her hair, like clearly teasing her. And she has the sulkiest face on, very sunya. She bats her mom's hand away and it's really just like looking at her like you like please don't bother me. And like it's so yeah, excuse me, cute. I'm watching TV. <laughs> More of her being her very cute and sassy self. She's looking, she's playing with a toy and she's like testing her mom. This is her mom's like saying her what, what color is this? And then she'll go like green. And then she 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 congratulates herself after she goes, Well done. <laughs> I mean, someone's got to clap for herself, right? And I love it. And then finally, obviously, this little child is growing up in the UK. So she's, she's catching some Britishisms. And I guess just a very English thing to do. So someone you'll see, they're in the car and someone runs across the street. And I guess, like, Mary Lou expresses, like, exasperation or, like, uh, over this person, like, not following traffic rules. And you can hear Lily in the back go, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Lily is just a star Mary Lou, thank you for sharing all this content. Put it on your grid because honestly, this child is golden and she is now our baby of baby the week. Baby of the week. Congratulations. Congrats, and there goes the second half. We want to thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Acid. Thank you, Thanks, Toby. Patty. Yeah, Thanks, Toby. It's, it's, it's been a crazy past couple of weeks, but we'll see you guys soon after playing Arsenal and a couple of others. Hopefully with good news. Again, if you're not following us on socials, uh, we're on Instagram and on Twitter at Stalking Spurs. And if you haven't smashed that subscribe button, please do. You can uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And yeah, thanks again for joining us this week. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Come Come on, on, you Spurs. Spurs!